Hello, hello. Welcome to this special episode of the Jerisha Said Podcast, the CEO Corner. This special episode will begin to unpack the part of our job description that wasn't necessarily advertised when we signed up for the role. Get ready to hear insights, vulnerable moments, and a reflection of lessons learned on this journey of uncovering the fine print of what's required to be a digital CEO. Let's jump right in. Sometimes in life, we try to be so proactive with avoiding problems before they ever exist. And this morning, I was doing some reflection on why is that? Why have I behaved that way? Why do I see clients behave that way? And the thing that came up for me is that one, when we are in positions that um, we have acquired something that maybe their hurdles were required to get there, this you know extraneous amount of effort was required to get there, and or if we got there quickly, this is definitely something I see to be true for myself and for others. When they acquire a level of success in a very short period of time, you know, like a huge growth spurt in a year or um, things like that. And what I'm realizing is that sometimes we will have this belief that, okay, I'm in this position now. How do I avoid any problems from potentially happening? And what we end up doing is overconsumption of information. We're trying to solve problems that aren't even real problems yet. We start making up all these thoughts or beliefs or really their fears of what could happen. And then we invest in things and we try to learn things to avoid those fears from ever coming to fruition. And what I'm realizing is that the reason why um, I've done this and why I've noticed clients even doing this is because there's this fear of losing what you've already obtained. And, you know, you getting to where you are, you know, especially if this is like a new situation or a new success experience for you, it's like you're grateful and you're excited and you're happy, but that can be overcast and overshadowed with this deep amount of fear. Fear of like fear that maybe, you know, you're this one hit wonder and you're not going to be able to replicate the success. Fear that maybe this was just a fluke and I don't know, like maybe, you know, you just got lucky and there's this fear of losing what you now just have obtained. So what we end up doing is putting forth all of this energy and all of this effort to try to avoid potential problems from knocking us off our rocker, from knocking us off track, from potentially, you know, breaking us back down. And from my own personal experience, and again with clients, like we have, there's this balance that we have to maintain and the the way in which we like our perception of risk also needs to evolve because in business there's always going to be problems like your ne- your business is never going to be in in a state of existence where nothing is wrong there's always going to be something to either improve to enhance there's always going to be and i don't even like to call them problems like there's language that we need to evolve it's not problems there's just experiments there's hypotheses um, and hypotheses that have not yet been tested. So it's not a problem, you know, not being able to maybe fully forecast what the outcome is going to be is not an issue. It's just a test and it's an experiment that we haven't yet run and we haven't yet gathered data to determine or influence what the next decision needs to be. So there's like a, a shift that has to happen um, when you get to a certain level of success of just like, let me stop trying to avoid problems and let me start looking at these problems as just experiments that I have not yet tested 
which is causing me not to have any data to inform what the decision needs to be. So I'm not, it's not that I'm trying to avoid an unlikely outcome, but rather I need to just be willing to be a scientist and see this as an experiment of something that I just need to test detached from whatever the outcome could be. So that's a huge like mindset shift that has to take place. And I'm recognizing that the faster at which you can start to shift that perspective, the more easeful the journey can be because you're not exerting all this energy and all this effort and all this like negative mental, I don't know, like armor to try to avoid a problem. Because like really when you think about it, why are you trying to avoid the problem? And there's always, you know, projections that you can put in place. There's always forecasting that you can do. There's always risk management that's available, but you can't avoid the risk. You can manage the risk, but you can't avoid the risk of the uncertainty because you never really know until you do it and you won't know until you do it. And when you are running a business where you're growing quickly and maybe there's limited resources either of money, of cash flow, if there's a limited resource of capacity, your actual time, if there's a limited resource of your energetic like mental power, which is real, when there's a limited resource when you're growing, which there always will be, it's, you have to choose where are you going to direct and drive that energy? Where are you going to direct and drive that focus? And if that limited resource that you have is being directed towards problems that are not actually in existence, you are removing a resource that actually can help you gain momentum to grow with what really is actually here. And the, I guess the point of this episode, the reason why I'm documenting this thought is that You know, I think it's just where can we be more conscious of the problems that we are exploding as problems in our mind and really, really peeling back the layer of like, what are we actually afraid of here? Am I just afraid of losing what I already have? So I'm terrified of coming up against potential problems because I'm afraid that, you know, whatever it is, I might not be able to handle it or I won't be able to fix it or I just can't, I just, quite honestly, you can't control it. And the the fact that you can't even control it terrifies you to some degree. And the other thing that I've been coming up with or recognizing is that dependency, being able to depend on somebody else, a team member, or being able to depend on yourself, that knowing that regardless of whatever the problem is, you can depend on you to figure it out, like that requires a level of trust. And I think for uh, anybody listening to this who has been a highly independent, you know, a very high functioning independent individual where... Um, you've either, you've navigated a lot of your life or a lot of experiences um, through your own willpower or primarily on your own might, or maybe there's been, you know, external assistance along the way, but there's been a very um, independent perspective and attitude as you were navigating it. I think we are the ones that struggle the most with this because there's a deep, deep fear of dependency, depending on somebody else, depending on an outcome to go the way that we expected it to, you know, being attached to anything can have a level of fear. And um, I think the thing that we have to learn to first be comfortable with is that we can depend on ourselves. And, you know, sometimes even just writing it down on paper makes it very, very plain on where are all the instances in your life where you were unable to control or predict what the outcome was and you were able to manage yourself through it. And we have got to build up that self-trust muscle of like trusting ourselves trusting the decisions that we make despite not being able to maybe predict or understand the outcome. 
you know, trusting that we will be brave enough to continue making decisions that, so that even if something goes left or goes unexpected, that you trust yourself that you'll keep making the decisions to course correct along the way. And also when you start building in team component, hiring consultants, hiring coaches, hiring team members to support you along the journey, are you willing to depend on on their presence to support you along the way? Or are you really just putting up these like facade guards where they're there, but you really don't trust them? And the thing is, especially when it comes to the team dynamic, I think a lot of the time we we will quit on somebody before they can quit on us. So when we hire somebody and we have this fallacy in our mind that they have to be the perfect person or else it won't work, we have this belief that, you know what, we're just not team players, so I can't grow a team. Or we have these beliefs that I can't delegate this. I'm the only one that can do it. Like that's really the 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 thought process around that kind of goes back to the beginning of this conversation of there's a fear, a fear of losing what we have a fear of losing the integrity that we've established, a fear of losing the external perception that we've built up. It is a fear of dependency, a fear of depending that somebody else is able to do, you know, whatever it is that you're delivering at and or better than what you've been able to do it for, you know, do it for your clients. And I'm I'm always encouraging therapy, always, because working through a lot of this stuff has nothing to do with the business. It has nothing to do with the client. It has nothing to do with a team member, but it has usually to do with something from our, our past that needs to be healed and needs to be worked through or it needs to be acknowledged. But the other thing that we can do in a practical sense is like just pause for a moment when those thoughts really start to creep in and, they, and those thoughts start to heavily influence the decisions that you're making and ask yourself like, you know, like, what am I actually afraid of here? And why do I need the perfect person? You're not perfect. We aren't perfect. Us as business owners, we make mistakes every single day. But that's the beauty of why our businesses exist, because we are willing to look at it as an experiment. We're willing to test. We're willing to course correct. We're willing to learn from the lesson and to then, you know, take that information and allow that to influence the next decision. Most of us didn't know what the heck we were doing before we had to learn how to do it. But I think when it comes to hiring team members, it's like we expect them to behave as we behave, which is unrealistic in most cases. But really what's required is just time. Are you willing to put in the energy and the effort to spend the time with the person, to develop the person, to train the person, to coach the person? And that's an honest decision we all have to make. Because it's not that you have to find the perfect person. It's just like, are you willing to imperfectly spend the time supporting this individual and being okay, being like being okay depending on somebody and or something that is not perfect, that you do not have full control over. And I think that's more of the issue. And I've noticed a lot of um, coaches, and I'm speaking for myself too, of like, this this fear of growing bigger or this fear of hiring team usually has nothing to do with a team member. It has everything to do with our perception and how we are entering in the conversation. And if we are, like a lot of the time, it's like you're, like I know for me, I've been afraid that I can't control this individual's output, which makes me feel as if I can't trust them. And trust and control probably don't need to go together in the same type of sentence. Like it's, it's, you have to be able to trust the knowing that this person will do their best. You have to trust yourself to know that you will show up for this person. You will pour into this person. You will coach this person. You will work with them to develop your processes. And even if they choose to leave, that doesn't mean that anything is wrong. 
It just means that, you know, their bus stop has come up and it's time their season is over and we're going to progress. But a lot of that has to do with like, I know for me, like childhood shit of like, if I depend on somebody and then they leave, that leaves me into a situation of abandonment. And I know that that has heavily transferred over into team growth and building of like, if I hire a team member and then I stop being independent and I start pouring energy and effort into this person and then now I've poured energy and effort into this person and they choose to leave, like that's just a cycle, like that's a repeat cycle of what feels like abandonment. And again, I'm not trying to like, I'm not a therapist. (laughs) I am not a licensed professional. I'm just, you know, I'm recognizing patterns that I've seen in myself and I'm recognizing patterns that I've seen in my clients that, um, you know, I think just I'm, I'm trying to open up a dialogue for you to personally explore for yourself of like what's actually coming up. Is it that you're not a team player or is it that you're afraid of being on a team? depending on other players to support your ability to win the game? Is it that you are afraid of high, you're not going to find the perfect person? Or is it a fear that like you, there is no existence of perfectionism. Perfect does not exist. So is it really that you're uncomfortable with the lack of control in a situation? You know, is it really that you can't depend on other people to do what they tell that, that you said that they were going to do or that they that they said that they were going to do when you hand over a deliverable? Or is it really that there's just gaps in the explanation? There was not enough context that was offered. There maybe wasn't enough coaching or training that was delivered. Like, do we have unrealistic expectations that this person was just going to be able to get it off of watching a seven minute loom video? When even when you think about yourself of how long did it take you to learn how to write good copy? Six months, a year, how long did it take you to figure out how to do X? And like, are you even giving half that amount of time and half the amount of energy and effort that you even put into learning that to pour that into somebody else, to put that into your processes, to just spend the time coaching them? And it's just like, I think sometimes when we, the the better that we can get at, at identifying what the actual root cause is, I think the more powerful and the more impactful the solutions is that we can create. Because if we start feeding ourselves these narratives of I'm not a team player, I can't manage people, I never can hire the right person, I can't trust team members, that will become the reality. But the reality is that's not actually the root cause of the issue. That's not actually the problem. That's just what we are consciously aware of as the problem or what we're choosing to mask the problem as. It's really we have fear of dependency, we have abandonment issues, we are afraid of somebody leaving us. And that has nothing to do with the team member. That has everything to do with healing and, and, and individual work that you have to do in a level of separation of what trauma are you reacting to? Is your reaction actually rooted in trauma that has been unhealed from your past? Or is your reaction in the situation actually warranted for the situation at hand? Those are two very different reactions. And we have to learn how to separate that and see the distinction between it so that we can make the decisions that we need to make for our business and our business to continue growing, but also separate that from the depth or the, the the gravity of the reaction that has absolutely nothing to do with the situation. So totally interested to hear your perspective after listening to this. Please pop in the Facebook group and just let us know what your takeaways are from this episode. And I will talk to you soon. 